Welcome to the podcast series AfriCast. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Jamie, Marius and Patrick. And we are students of the Technical University of Munich with different study backgrounds. Africa is an emerging continent. In particular, Ghana is one of the fastest growing economies worldwide. We would like to raise awareness for the academic environment in Ghana. But why do we focus only on Ghana? Last year, the Technical University of Munich established a scientific collaboration with different universities in Ghana. We have the impression that there's a lot of potential for more people to learn about this. So we hope that this podcast sparks your personal interest and that you share it with your friends and family if you liked it. And now, enjoy. Hello, Collins. Thank you for being here today. Uh, we know that we are in the middle of the exam period and we are very happy that you found the time to join us. Um, before I give the word to you, I would like to introduce you um, to our listeners. You studied um, during your bachelor's degree um, at one of Ghana's thriving business universities, uh, the University of Professional Studies in Accra. Um, you, during your national service, you worked as a teaching assistant at this university. And later you decided to move to Italy for your master's degree. And currently you're doing an exchange year at the Technical University of Munich, where we met you and found you. And um, yes, my first question would be, why did you decide to move to Europe? Okay, so moving to Europe um, was one of my biggest uh, aims. And it actually stemmed from the fact that I worked with uh, European volunteers who came to Ghana in 2014. And having worked with them and also sharing my experience and they also sharing their experiences with me, it actually uh, aroused my interest to, to broaden my international horizon. And I'm also a believer of international perspective. So mm -hmm. I felt that to be able to do well in, uh, in business and also in the near future, I own my business in an international space. I needed to have more international exposure. Sure. That's why I decided to study in Europe. Okay. And um, are there maybe some unexpected similarities concerning your life in Ghana and in Germany or to break it down in Accra and in Munich? Okay. So one similarity I found was that um, everyone is is having an effect of what is going on around the world. Uh, talk of uh, financial crisis, business uh, challenges. These are common uh, factors that are influencing how decisions are made by business leaders. For example, in Ghana, we we, we also affected by the financial crisis. By uh, the worldwide financial crisis? Absolutely. Okay. So this is also affected uh, businesses in Italy and I think in Germany as well. Uh, culturally, um, there are certain uh, differences. Uh, one notable difference is the fact that um, there is a kind of uh, individual, individualistic tendencies here as compared to Africa and Ghana to be specific, where we have a very extended uh, uh, family life. approach, social life. Okay. Yeah, so um, 
for instance, in a family, you don't depend on just your parents. You depend on your uncles and your aunties mm -hmm. uh, for help. So when there's a challenge or an emergency, you have a lot of people to follow, which I think is not the case in yeah, in the it can be world. positive in some ways. Yeah, to so rely on more people. absolutely, and there might be uh, advantages and disadvantages mm -hmm. in both uh, cultures. So I wouldn't say one is best. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, but you just have to take lessons from each culture and see how best you can fit into it. Okay. Yeah. And what are your future plans? Are you planning to return to Ghana, or would you like to stay in Europe? Uh, okay. So. Um, I want to gain considerable business experience uh, because I'd only had about two years experience in uh, managing small, uh, managing office and also uh, dealing with businesses uh, as a result of my engagement with uh, Invest in Africa and uh, Challenges Worldwide, which were the businesses I work with was in Ghana. And I feel this is not enough. I want to gain considerable experience. So I will fancy my opportunities here in Europe, and uh, if there are any opportunities that come my way, I'm, I will take it. So I'm open for anything that comes, and I'm actively searching for uh, yeah, business opportunities. I, I think there are a lot of, of companies looking for international uh, experts uh, in this field, especially in the business field. So. Uh, You mentioned you have an economic background. This is why I would like to talk to you today about the economy in Ghana. Okay. Um, in fact, Ghana's economy is skyrocketing. Yeah. Um, Ghana has the fastest growing economy in the world in 2019. This is what the International Monetary Fund um, expected. And Ghana seems to be the new economic front runner ahead of international Uh, leaders such as India or China. How could you explain the drivers behind uh, Ghana's development and economic success? Uh, I think that is incredible because uh, in, a, in a few decades ago, we, the IMF described Ghana as one of the poorest because uh, the economy was facing a lot of challenges. But fast forward, uh, what you said is very true. Um, I think the growth that we've seen Uh, in recent past is attributed to uh, investment in the oil sector, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, which is actually uh, becoming the major driver. Uh, we have uh, cocoa. The cocoa sector is also, also contributing. Okay. And uh, we also have the mining sector. Ghana is now the largest producer of gold. So of gold? Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, overtaking South Africa. So uh, these three main... Uh, areas are the uh, contributors and uh, uh, the challenge now is to be able to diversify the economy and also not depend on these sectors because uh, there are lots of uh, volatility when it comes to prices of gold and uh, oil. Mm -hmm. So if Ghana is going to depend on these commodities, then uh, I don't think uh, sustainability is something that we, we can follow on. Okay, yeah. so are those investments in the oil and mining sectors, are they mostly foreign-led? And which countries participate in the business in Ghana? Yeah, so first of all, when I, uh, I'll take cocoa. Cocoa is dominated by Ghanaians, and okay. uh, um, these are smallholder farmers. Uh, they start the production from, 
from scratch. Uh, but unfortunately, when it comes to the industrial level of this sector, uh, we don't see much local domination because we are unable to process the raw materials ourselves. So we follow international investors who who, put, who do their production. Okay. And we also export these raw cocoa beans. Uh, the oil and gas sector is also dominated by foreign uh, uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. Foreign, uh, notable include uh, any Ghana from Italy and uh, Talo Oil, which uh, actually started the first uh, oil uh, activity at uh, Cape Trey Point. Okay, yes. it's interesting that it's it is an Italian company, not an American uh, <laughs> business. I think one would suspect that, but okay. Okay, so, uh, well, I, I don't really see the 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 impacts of that uh, yeah. American angle to it. I don't okay. know what. And those your those foreign is. investors, do they have to invest some part of their profits to other sectors in the country, or? Um, what is the impact on Ghanaian lives? Um, is it quite small or does this trend create new jobs or do the people have more money or what would you say? What would the people say if you asked them on the streets? Okay, so we have uh, government sectors that are uh, uh, moderating, as it were, or uh, controlling how these investments are brought. And we have... Uh, Institutions such as the Ghana Export and Promotion Council, the Ghana Free Zones Board. So there are rules and you know procedures. So investors coming in should should have substantial amount of capital and also invest in certain areas and also undertake social corporate social responsibility. So over the years we've seen a lot of these investments and uh, Talu, for instance, has a scholarship scheme mm-hmm. uh, which trains. Uh, Uh, actually benefits about 50 students a year. Um, I actually applied, when I, when I finished university, I applied to one of these scholarships. But okay. uh, I, I, at a point, I had to stop because I, I wasn't prepared because I needed to get an English qualification, which at that time I wasn't okay. prepared to take. So okay. I dropped off. So, so these are some of the benefits that we are deriving from these corporate entities. Right? Scholars training people in oil, oil and gas because... What the plan is to involve a lot, uh, a lot of uh, local participants, uh, local experts. So when we are training young people in oil and gas, in the near future, we we'll have these people taking taking charge of our oil and gas sector because it, it wouldn't be best if we continue to have a lot uh, majority of the players. Who, I mean, being foreign. Being foreign, yes, of course. So there are a lot of investments in the educational sector um, by those foreign Yes, companies. yes. So by way of okay, scholarships. Which is positive. No? Yeah, which is positive. Okay. So um, even if the people are not feeling it directly, for instance, having the money in their pocket, they, they're having it, you know, indirectly because they are funding your your water sanitation, you are building boreholes in places where uh, animals and humans fight for water. Mm-hmm. And this is not palatable. So uh, there's, there's considerable amounts of uh, projects that are sponsored by these companies. Okay. Talu, for instance. When I read about this, um, I found out that startup companies are largely contributing to the transformation of the economy in Ghana. Um 
are there some startups in Ghana that are particularly interesting? Are those also foreign lads or are those young young people from Ghana who'd like to solve some societal problems? Do you have maybe some startups in mind you could talk about a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so uh, this is a very interesting area because it has been established that uh, uh, startups are very instrumental in, in economic uh, growth. And as such, Ghana is not as an exception. Um, Ghana can boast of uh, a robust regime uh, because we've had a lot of startups coming in uh, thanks to uh, a very high mobile internet penetration. Mm -hmm. So uh, these young people are uh, looking at the opportunity created by these mobile firms and taking uh, inspiration from it and creating a solution out of this. Um, I would like to touch on this company, which I find very interesting. It is called Farmaline. Mm -hmm. Farmaline is actually an agrotech firm. So uh, in the agriculture agriculture sector. sector okay. Because agriculture is the backbone of Ghana's economy. So I think like half of the population works in agriculture. Yes, yeah, it's so. very true. Okay. And uh, to be able to harness the potential, the food potential of our grape, we needed to add some kind of innovation. Because okay. the challenge we've had is that uh, the farmers are not able to get the prosperity because they are supporting the economy, but at the end of the day, they are not getting the, the, the prosperity that is expected. Profits. The yeah. profits. Mm -hmm. So it's a challenge. So when Farmerline came out with this innovation, it was very interesting. What it did was to um, create an innovation whereby uh, timely information on weather forecast, farming inputs, market access are delivered to smallholder farmers mm -hmm. at the right time and uh, at, the, at the right in the right form. Uh, one of the problem we've had was that we have weather forecasters, we have uh, broadcasts made by. Ghana television, for instance, but these are made in English, and these okay. smallholder farmers can't understand. Some of them cannot comprehend or understand. So, what Farmerline did was to bring an innovation whereby these information are made in about 24 local languages, oh, wow. such so okay. that these local farmers can have them mm -hmm. in the right form. So, for instance, I'll be on the I'll be at the farm, and what you need is just a mobile phone. Does it work like a mobile app, or yeah. do you call somebody? Oh, uh, it's not a no, uh, mobile app. The information comes directly to your phone. Like like a text message. Yes, a okay. text message. Now they started by text messaging, but they upgraded with a voice message because okay. the voice actually makes it more concise and it's very direct. You get to understand your local language. They tell you what you're supposed to do, the weather for next thirty minutes or tomorrow, okay. and you know when to grow, and also where to sell your products for instance at the end of the farming season you and know. is the service free of charge uh, it's not free of charge but it's very affordable okay. and because it's being supported by government uh, it's actually i foresee uh, a time whereby these services will be made free, free of charge because okay. i think it's going to help them you just mentioned that startups are supported by the government could you just briefly explain it to yes me? so Initially, it was a challenge. Uh, capital was a challenge for most businesses. But now government has set up uh, uh, a ministry called the Business Development Ministry. And this ministry has a flagship program called the National Entrepreneurial and Innovation Plan. Mm -hmm. 
which is now the primary uh, vehicle for uh, support of you know businesses by way of uh, capital. And in 2017, uh, 7,000 startups were trained, and out of which 500 of them were selected for funding. Okay. And this is going to happen every year, so I think... So do those startups get only advice from this ministry or also financial help? Yes, so they're going to get capacity building, so advice comes in, and the training is also part. So uh, after training, uh, we, we... there are potential ones that are selected because Ghana as a whole has a finance, financing gap. So okay. we can't train, I mean, every entrepreneur. We just have to sure. do we it. have to be selected. Uh, selected. So that as the economy grows, we are expected to generate revenue from the econo- economic growth that we, we are seeing. And by this, we'll be able to spread the money across and uh, support these startups because uh, that is a backbone, the future of Ghana. Sure. Um, I think we we got a nice overview about the economy, the the growth of the economy, okay, okay, economy, economy, the foreign investments, and the startups right now. Mm. Um, one project um, which would be interesting to conclude is the African Union. Okay. What do you think um, w- will the African Union meet for for businesses, startups in Ghana? Okay. So the African Union is, is has a role to play when it comes to uh, growing entrepreneurship and uh, business in Africa uh, as a whole. Uh, a lot of Africans have seen the African Union as uh, a sleeping giant. Uh, we've not seen a lot of biting. They've not brought up policies that will uh, inure to the benefits of the countries. But over the for the past. 10 years, I can say from the research I've done that a lot is going on. One instrumental achievement, uh, para, uh, remarkable achievement I've seen is, is the the launch of the Africa Free Trade Area, which mm-hmm. is uh, going to become the largest uh, market in, in the whole world. Comparable to the European Union, absolutely. like Free Trade yeah, Area. Absolutely. Okay. So the model is, is similar to that of Europe, and uh, we are going to have uh, free trade. There, there won't there won't be barriers uh, amongst the, the states. We are going to trade freely. So you would get access to more markets. A- exactly, okay. exactly. And uh, so Ghana, for the benefit that this will have for Ghana, for, for instance, is the fact that we're going to increase our market because one challenge we've had is the market the market access because Nigeria always beats us when it comes to market access. Mm-hmm. Kenya always beats us. Egypt and uh, it's actually a benefit that Ghana is going to derive because a lot of startups will, will get the opportunity to sell to uh, customers in Nigeria, for instance, Egypt, uh, South Africa, Kenya. So it's actually a huge step to uh, the, the total economic uh, uh, liber- uh, uh, total economic uh, growth, growth. Of, of Africa. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's a positive uh, growth. For, for Africa. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, Collins, I think our time is over. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, this was very interesting. You're welcome. And uh, I'm happy to, to have shared my views on sure. this. Sure. Right. <laughs> Thank you.